0: What's up, everybody? Uh, good afternoon, post Post game. Um, this is Matty Marinas from White and Blue Review, sitting here at Casa de Niatawa. That's right. With Chan Niatawa from the Omaha World Herald, getting ready to dive into uh, Creighton's 79 69 loss at Michigan last night.
1: Um, yeah, we have an audience. We got my two do. dogs. You might hear their paws pattering around on the wood floor a little bit. We got in the former,
0: former NBA point guard uh, Muggsy Bogues and Alex Mack. Alex Mack. veteran of the house.
1: Yeah, Alex Mack, the uh, former Nickelodeon. I mean, they made a series about Alex Mack and her superpowers. I don't know if you recall that. I do. I, wa- I watched
0: the show, but I hadn't. That's Alex <laughs> Mack. <laughs> one, that's, up. that's one of her superpowers yeah. is uh, barking at things that move by the house. Um, yeah, I actually watched the show when I was a kid, but I had totally erased that, or put that reference into the memory bank that I didn't ever think I would ever use again until you told me the name of your dog, and I was like,
1: right, the show. Also... Was that a favorite show you were growing up? I did enjoy it. Okay. Also, a center in the NFL, uh, formerly the Browns, maybe at the Falcons? Where's Alex Mack at now? I don't remember. But a pretty good center. A good one? Yeah. yeah. Alex I was okay. center. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that. Okay, sorry. Understand. So yeah, yeah, sorry you don't know your, your offensive lineman yeah. in the NFL. I apologize, man. I thought you were on it. <laughs> and Khalil Mack for the, the Bears, <laughs> yeah. Is that a relative the of Alex. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. I mean, no. But
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I guess your your initial thoughts on what I don't know. Seem like a tale of two halves, at least offensively uh, for the Jays yeah. uh, last night and. Uh, what went down? I I got home at like around one o'clock and watched the second half through sleepy eyes. So I, I I'm pretty sure I, I took some good notes and have a good grasp on what and why, but help me from what you saw. Yeah,
1: well, I just rewatched it too, and I wrote up a little blurb about Creighton grabbing 18 offensive rebounds, which uh, is the most for Creighton in a game in four years. Yeah. Uh, not something that it was pretty easy to look there, that up. Because, there are a few
0: stats from this one that surprise you, based on the result. Yeah, like
1: I if you told
0: me this, this, and this, I was like, right. Why is the final score that? But it's
1: interesting. I was watching like all those plays where they got the offensive boards, and aside from, I think they may have four or five putbacks, like right at the rim. Those were offensive boards, but for the most part, a lot of them were possession resets, and yeah. so the same sort of. Uh, Coach McDermott used the word disjointed. I feel like that's appropriate at times, but also, like, kind of pr- Creighton was probing a little bit, but a, not, didn't seem like, the, it seemed like they were a little hesitant, bothered maybe by Michigan's length, um, and just unsure a little bit uh, at times offensively. And that didn't change even when they got the offensive boards. You know, like, they had to do the same. That that same possession they had in the first try, uh, which was tough in the half court against Michigan, they got that same one the second the second time. But anyway, overall, I thought, um, I thought Creighton had a clear advantage in like the intangibles in terms of hustle, level of engagement, focus mm-hmm. in the first half, which is a carryover from.
0: I think we've now seen that in in what three showings. Did they, did they have an exhibition game? I forgot. They did have an exhibition okay. game. So four showings then? Because that was one of the main takeaways from the Missouri close scrimmage was that that level of fight and, uh, you know, just willingness to battle in areas where you're deficient was there. in The Missouri scrimmage they felt like was a difference in that one. And I think that's been a theme
1: through these first four outings so right. far. But unofficial is that but, they have battled. But it was a, a drop off or a slight drop off. Or I mean, that's according to Coach McDermott. He said you know afterward that he thought they r- ran out of gas a little bit. So that to me, okay, uh, yeah. slight drop off. But Michigan, I thought, also raised its level of intensity. Like suddenly those fifty David Simpson certainly did. Yeah, I thought he went he,
0: to he went to like I'm a, one of the best point guards in the game
1: level. And Livers did too. I thought too, and so did Teske, and perhaps Teske just was able to avoid being on the floor for long stretches and have to go up and down as much as he did in the first half cuz he clearly got tired midway through or late in the first half he was tired but uh yeah i thought i maybe maybe michigan was just fueled by making shots and had the home crowd and so they could dig in and give a little bit more but that evened out. Like, mm-hmm. it was clearly Pendulum swung Creighton's way in the first half in terms of, like, the hustle game. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Juwan Howard called it. He called it, like, uh, oh man, it, it, something like grit or something. But it wasn't that. I, I can't remember what word he used for it. But that that piece of the game, Creighton had the clear advantage in the first half. It yeah. evened out in the second half. And to me, I thought that was the difference because Michigan's increased – intensity and aggressiveness and just level of engagement on defense took Creighton out of what it wanted to do. And it eliminated Creighton's transition game and the Jays in the half court, um, had trouble getting open looks for Mitch Ballack, you know, that lob pass wasn't there. And, uh, and Marcus Sigorowski and Tyshawn Alexander, when they came around ball screens, um, just didn't have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they tried well, I felt like Michigan's defense was going to give one thing
0: of three that Creighton wanted to do, and arguably Creighton didn't want to do this one thing <laughs> they were not going to let you, they were not going to give them any space on the perimeter, and they were not going to let them get to the rim without someone being there. Everything else in that in between that was what yeah. was where Michigan said, Go ahead and beat us if you can and i and i thought I found that really interesting because I think that's a a game plan that a lot of teams on Creighton's schedule can replicate, so it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that going forward. Because there's going to be, with with Creighton not having, you know, if Christian Bishop is your is your, you know, your best offensive five, and Kelvin Jones doesn't have, uh, the, uh, you know, the feel around the basket for this offensive system, they don't have to. They can just sit a big back there and let the guards come in and try to take their chances. And I, th- I think Michigan kind of dared Creighton to beat them in a mid range game, and Creighton
1: couldn't do it. And I think, I, don't think, I don't think Creighton got bad shots in that area of the floor, but they just. I didn't mean, Tyshawn, I was interested after a game, is like Coach McDermott trusts us to hit those shots. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Tyshawn is really good at those mid range jays. Yes. and he was like one for five or something in the game. As a team, Creighton was three of 10 on mid-range jumpers in out of ball screen situations. So pull-up jumpers coming around a ball screen, Creighton only made three of ten. And and then it was 0 for 3 on pull-up threes out of ball screens. So that's three for 13 on jump shots. If you're Michigan, you're like, that's exactly what we wanted. Game, set, match. took away the lob
0: at the rim. They took away the space on the perimeter, and for the for, the, for, the,
1: for the, like the others, the shooters who were spacing the four, they took yeah, that yeah. away from. So those basically, guys.
0: all Creighton had offensively was Joel penetration to that mid-range area and back cuts off the perimeter. Did, when did guys you think now there were launching.
1: there were three instances where I think Creighton tried a couple floaters, didn't fall, and then mm-hmm. Tyshawn had a play where he dribbled all the way kind of to the block, and Teske pulled out to him, and he hit like a fadeaway jumper. I wonder if. Creighton's guards could have done better at like, like I don't even think we saw a jump stop you know and mm-hmm. they work on that so much in practice like what if they just dribbled to the block jump stop pump fake maybe you get Teske in the air you can draw a foul or then you can the defense can kind of collapse to you and you can kick it out and find shooters that way right it just didn't seem like we had it, that we saw that very much from Creighton in terms of the guards going deeper like the big was there mm-hmm. kind of like, he was the wall right. uh, that, that they uh, – my assumption is they just feel, felt like they couldn't get by. And there were times where they did try to challenge Teske and either got missed the layup or got the shot altered or blocked or whatever. Um, and there were instances, like you mentioned, in terms of like incorporating the bigs where they tried the lob pass, it didn't work. Or uh, I remember Tyshawn dribbling right into the teeth of Michigan's defense and doing like a no-look sort of handoff pass to Kelvin Jones and he couldn't catch it. Right. And so that's kind of part of what you are saying in terms of the base word and yeah, the feel. Mm-hmm. But um, I just – I thought that Creighton could have been a little bit – their guards could have been a little bit more aggressive in terms of like really putting the ball in the middle, like right at the rim essentially. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go up and challenge that big guy, but just like get the ball down there mm-hmm. and then see what happens. Like yeah. then you have – you know, you got time to – Because to compromise it.
0: the defense – at that point, once you're already inside the arc, to compromise the defense at that point, you have to make the big commit. Yeah. Because he, otherwise, he's just waiting for you. And
1: a lot of times, the big didn't have to do anything. Right. He exactly. was just, he's like, like, he's just there
0: for the rebound. Yeah. He was like, you're going to either miss this or make it, and yeah. I'm going to grab it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, so I thought that was interesting. I, uh, now, to be fair, Teskey is good.
0: No, he. Oh, yeah. And I
1: don't know how many—I'm eager be- to see how many big—if teams try to replicate this— how many big men can do what he did? Because when he went off the floor, I was going to bring this up. I turned it my play-by-play just to reference it. He went off the floor at uh, the 12-minute mark in the first half. His first sub out. Okay, Creighton's next four possessions. Uh, one was a double dribble. I don't know something like that on I Christian. It, yeah, but the other three were layups. They got a uh, uh, a ball screen. Tyshawn Alexander ball screen. He found Christian Bishop for a layup. Um, Damian Jefferson attacked on a ball screen, went right to the rim for a layup. And then I think it was uh, Marcus Segorowski in transition got got a layup. So they they were... It's like when they recognized Teske was out, they were like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And I feel like late in the first half, they got one, a, a lob to Christian Bishop. He kind of like fumbled it in the air, but found a way to get it in. Yeah, he was like, like the he was last falling Teske. away from the yeah. yeah, but Teske wasn't in there. <laughs> right. You know? And so... I I do think Teske deserves a lot of credit for just being I mean, maybe it was his reputation as he led the big tennis shot in block shots last year, so maybe it was his just his reputation. Uh, or maybe the maybe you know, the Jays just didn't do a good enough job of challenging him.
0: Yeah, I think I think well I think they got caught in just taking the first good thing they saw, which is what they want. They want to play fast and they want to get to a spot that looks like a high-percentage shot and they want to take it with no questions asked and, you know... That's like who they want to be, right? Yeah. The first good shot you get. And I just think Michigan, it was just like, that's... We're going to make you... We're going to make you think this is what you want. That's what I got out of the second half because it seemed like we're taking this away, we're taking that away, non-negotiables for our defense. But those are the only things we're worried about because I think... Because I think from Michigan's standpoint, they felt like when Creighton really got rolling towards the end of the first half, those were the two areas of the floor that were bad. When Creighton got to the rim, and when Creighton got to the rim, it opened up, up, up everything. I mean, the one great example of it was Marcus Zagorowski basically running through Ann Arbor and then kicking it out to Mitch yeah. and then Mitch making the extra pass to Tyshawn. Like, Michigan's defense was just like, you know. Right. They, they, they might have gotten dizzy, Trying to chase that ball. Yeah. So the point. So what Michigan was like. Look, we're going to take this away. We're going to heat up the perimeter, and we're going to have someone basically at the end zone waiting uh, for whoever wants to come at the rim and try to challenge our big and everything else. We're going to give you, and if you beat us that way, that's the that, that's the yeah. way it happens. And, and the other and thing, I thought it was a really
1: good gamble. The other thing to remember or to note too. Because you brought up that play that Marcus Segurowski had where he just drove right to the rim, essentially. Yeah. I mean, then, both sides of the rim went, yeah. went basically through the whole thing. Yeah. Right, and then he kicked it back out to Mitch, who then like lofted a pass over to Tyshawn. Who was also wide open. Yeah. Like,
0: it, Michigan was so far behind on that right. play. Yeah. That
1: came after I made basket, by the way. That was yeah, Creighton's yeah. attack uh, caught Michigan off guard. They didn't catch Michigan off guard very often in the second half. I think what I tried— I actually think that's one of the reasons why the offensive rebound
0: numbers were so skewed, because Michigan was
1: dead set on not allowing transition opportunities. That, and I think they were just glued to shooters. They were so yeah. like concerned about, like, okay, I can't give Mitch Ballack space, so that means one guy is taken out of the— equation for which was usually Isaiah livers yeah yeah and then maybe another guy because he's glued to Mm Tyshawn so you got two guys so essentially it's just like three Michigan players in there to get a defensive board one of them's the point guard who's trailing the play so it kind of makes sense that Creighton was able to get a lot of offensive boards um but then again I do commend the Jays they they hustled and they fought and they as coach McDermott said that he thought that they had good technique and 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 they had a good mindset but that transition thing, I thought that was pretty big because mm-hmm. Michigan... Now, the way I charted it, I think it was Creighton had 12 points in early shot clock situations in the first half and zero in the second. So... felt like that. Yeah. They, um, they had some chances in the second. They didn't convert. Maybe, like, two or three. Uh, they were contested shots, but they at least were pushing and trying to attack. One was Marcus got blocked pretty hard by Levers. Yeah, Levers came with the yeah. chase down. Yep. Um, so they they pushed it at times, but they just didn't have as many opportunities. I mean, two of those – or four of those 12 points were just, like, those steals that Tyshawn got. Yeah. Mistakes by Michigan that Creighton could capitalize on. Michigan didn't make as many mistakes. And the other thing, too, at the start of the second half, I think it was, like, Michigan just scored <laughs> – Xavier mm-hmm. Simpson just scored, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Xavier yeah. Simpson scored. Yeah. They scored on everybody, I think. But yeah. they, I think they were like, you know, only six. I think Creighton only got six stops in his first 18 possessions or something yeah. like that. So it was hard to push the tempo when then Creighton's out of the half court. And, and, I, and uh,
0: I wonder if that led to some pressing on Creighton's part. Because if they're not getting transition opportunities, they still want to play fast and create a high position game. They don't want to get lulled into a into a rock fight with Xavier Simpson on the other side of it and John Teske. like That's not a battle. A quarter-court game is not a battle Creighton was going to win against Michigan. So they wanted to push tempo as much as possible. And without transition opportunities, the only way to push tempo is to move fast in the half court. And I think that's what made them take maybe some shots that, while that looked like a good opportunity, like you said, jump stops. Pushing just a little bit further into the lane, making the big come out to you a little bit, seeing what can open up if the defense has to just commit or collapse a little bit. Yeah, that patience
1: wasn't there because they wanted to push the right. tempo they so much. To, they wanted, to, and that was the only you know, opportunity to get it to up do and it. down. Yeah, and I do think I think they did try at times to engage the big. It's just they did also shoot a lot of jumpers. Yes, and since they didn't fall, like that becomes pretty glaring as sort of a. Mm-hmm sort of a, I don't know, a weak point in their game playing, their strategy. Like, a lot of times it is a make or miss game, especially when you're shooting jump shots. And so they were 3 or 13 when, and, and you're thinking, well, it, it wasn't like they made their first 3 and then missed their next 10. Like, they were, it was never a consi- Consistently consistent, yeah. yeah, they were always, yeah. <laughs> never yes. had it. Right, right. It was either, if it went in, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, most in. of the time yeah. it was like, that hasn't fallen all game. Why okay. do you keep trying? But, you know, it was there in their confidence, so they kept shooting. I'll be interested to see if, indeed, you know, like you said, this is a blueprint that other teams will probably use against Creighton in terms of ball screens, how the playmaking guards, Tyshawn and uh, Marcus, attack it. Well, because I don't think it's been something that, they, that a team can do to Creighton when
0: they've got a, a big who is really dynamic around the rim. Like it's Martino or Justin, because yeah. you have to, you have to play it more honest. Because if that guy, if if a Martino or a Justin get behind you, all it takes is a flip up, and you're getting banged on basically. So right, there's there's but they, I think that there's a are. level of like honesty to the defense where it's like, all right, we have to keep this in front of us, but we also have to be ball aware with, yeah. with this guy. But like, if he's that, in that dunker spot and stuff like that. Some
1: of that's Teske, though, man. They couldn't get that pass over
0: him. Agreed. That lob pass. Which is why your point is how many guys can replicate with Teske's, <laughs> yeah. Teske's ability at the rim to be just a wall. Right. And not get into foul trouble. Either he only committed one foul, blocked three shots. I mean, he was, a, he was a presence there, and he was a consistent presence because he wasn't just... A bruiser. Yeah, he was very technical, very skilled. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many teams Creighton runs into that can replicate that without a, getting into foul trouble Um or be sacrificing everything on the in front of it with right. with it, it guard hitting that intermediate area. So yeah, Um Xavier Simpson though. I mean, from the front, it's like the it's like the game started for him in the second half because he was on a different level. I felt like he went to that place where it's like, all right. That was a fun first half. We gave people their money's worth, and now I'm gonna do me. Yeah, because he was just it didn't even matter who was guarding him. I mean, he was the total package in getting to the rim, in finishing in crafty ways, using yeah. his physicality, using his athleticism, um, his dexterity, like <laughs> finishing in awkward ways. Like he was really impressive in that it, in that early part of the second half when we're, they we're, when they stuck on the gas it. and they yeah. yeah when
1: they flipped it, when they changed. it yeah, the was huge. I know. I mean, Creighton decided that they were going to put Sharif Mitchell on him, and I thought at times Mitchell did a pretty good job, but, like, every time he got screened, he got screened. Yeah. You know, and that's, Teske's huge, obviously, but, like, they, I, I don't know, Mitchell's not a big guy, and I just feel like he was in a disadvantaged situation a lot, Mm. trying to catch up and play defense, and.
0: Which is the situation they're in right now with Davion out. Like, yeah. They have to
1: throw Sharif to the fire.
0: and, I, and I, like, I'm and like i not saying... Like, it's not like not he's unwilling to go into the fire. It's not like he's being put in a position he doesn't want to be in. No, oh, yeah. He's just he in does. a position he's not quite ready for. Yeah. Xavier Simpson in Game 2 is a hell of a way to... <laughs> right. You know
1: what I mean? Like, senior point guard. That might I mean, be one of
0: the best point... That might be the best point guard he plays all year. Yeah. in Game 2 of his D1 right. career. Like, that's, that's a, that's a and tough a and,
1: and I was also not saying that Craig had a better option. Right. But exactly. That's kind of what... Yeah, he he is a good defender, and but it was just a lot to ask to go against Simpson. You remember that? <laughs> Did you see the first half. He, Where he I think to, Sims, Simpson got away with a push off, but he, I mean it was a clear push off. But that's also a big boy, right? Yeah. Like that's also a big boy move, like yeah, uh,
0: you know, and and the and, and then he, the officials he, were letting physical play go because I don't think I think there were nineteen total fouls, and a lot of them came late when Creighton was forced to foul. Right. So like. I think both teams were in the single digits and fouls, and I I just thought it was a really physical game on both ends of the floor, and that was one example of it where Sharif is kind of doing what he does as far as pestering the ball and being aggressive on it, and Xavier's like, I'm I'm, I'm a freaking senior here. Get out of my way. like I'm just going to knock you down and sidestep you and – He's really good at using the arm without fully extending it, though. Yeah, because he had
1: another good one on Mitch Mitch, in the second yep, half. I remember that one. Yeah, where, where he drove. Yeah, just kind of like. And, it but in. he didn't
0: like extend it much. He just extended. Yeah. He just he he. he manip- remember how we talk about Kyrie Thomas being able to manipulate offensive players with with manipulate their hips with his hands. Yeah, and being a little handsy and getting away with it. I think Xavier Simpson is is the same regard offensively. He's able to manipulate defenders with that off arm mm. without making it look as blatant as it as it would be for a textbook call. Yeah.
1: He's very good at that. Right. I mean I I love watching that kid play. Like yeah, I know he was it was good. he was really good. I mean he was the difference obviously. Creighton yeah. didn't have an answer for him and and um and Livers yeah. I felt like most of Livers'
0: threes, especially in the second half, were off of you know, Creighton doing what it wanted to do defensively, but a big getting just caught hanging around too much on that ball screen with Simpson. Yeah. Simpson being able to flip the floor as good as he does is the key to that. But also with, with a big hedging out to stop Simpson on the on the ball screen, you know there has to be help when Teske slips to the rim. That was usually Livers' man, Mitch Ballack a lot. Slipping in the rim to help on Teskey and I know having I, to, having a
1: hard closeout on I, Livers. I I, was, I, was I, I watched a lot of the a lot a lot of the threes out of ball screens. I was just like I don't really know what Creighton could have done differently, right. except for maybe recover faster or yeah. not get sucked in as much. But even then, like I, I think you got to take away that well that it probably probably comes on that ball screen yeah. a little bit if the big is going
0: to stay with Simpson. The you know whether it's. Tyshawn or Marcus or those guys getting or Sharif getting screened, they kind of have to. They got to get back. They got to. The they got to. at least have to get into the gap to make the angle for Simpson's flip back not right. as easy. Because that was just yeah, once Livers catches it, you're basically at the mercy okay. of him was, missing. Yeah, he
1: was. He was money. Mm-hmm. That dude was good. He's a good shooter. The rhythm shots though. because that's, that's how good yeah. Simpson
0: is. He just gets you just gives you yeah. the those flip backs. I mean, he right. throws a strong, accurate ball. To flip the court right. and nothing moves faster than the ball. That's in any sport: soccer, basketball, football. Yeah. A defense is really compromised when you can move the
1: ball and manipulate it that way. And, and the other the thing too, he doesn't have way. to take that split second or whatever to like pause and set his feet mm-hmm. or get both hands on the ball because he knows the where one hand. Yeah, one he basically, hand. yeah, like hook, hook it's over the top. Yeah. yeah, that that takes. uh That I mean,
0: that's. that's I mean, you used to talk about it with Maurice Watson. He Used to be like he's so good at. He he's so Mo, good at just
1: like using one arm to manipulate the ball, get to where he that, wants, and, uh, and change the. Mo had that like behind the back bounce pass around the ball. Like he would go around a ball screen and, and flip it behind the back to a uh, either a big popping out who set the screen the screener mm-hmm. or maybe somebody who like rotated over. I remember, he hit Cole Huff on so many of those, just like behind the smooth behind the back uh, right. bounce pass on the perimeter and be right on the money. Yeah. You, how do you defend but so that? many
0: good al- Yeah, cuz so many things go into that. Yeah. It's your it's your awareness. It's just, it's the a, a, a ability to take a picture of the floor and know what it looks like when you move to a spot. Yeah. And then your ability also to manipulate the ball with that one arm. Yeah. And put and, it on target. And put it on yeah. target. Like there's so many facets to it and it's just impressive to watch when you get a guy who's really good at it and Simpson is. Yeah. Um Let's see what else. Uh, Mitch's start to the game. I was going to say we should talk about Mitch. Okay. So, yeah, he started out looking like DePaul Mitch a little bit. And then what did you notice from adjustments that Michigan made? Because it seemed like they didn't want to give him just space to be a basketball player. They wanted to take away some of his strengths, um, heavy on that left hand, make him go right a lot. Uh, it seemed like that was how they took him out of the game a little bit yeah, after he got that, to a good start. Also, they stopped guarding him with Nunez. Yeah, that, that's key. I don't think Nunez played in the second half. Either. No, not like four minutes <laughs> yeah. in
1: probably. Probably No, he started the second half. Okay. And Mitch went by him and immediately did not. He was he was done. Uh, so that was one. Uh, <coughs> I mean, yeah, like I thought what you said was a pretty good breakdown of it. I was surprised that uh, Creighton didn't try to put Mitch in the ball screen somewhere else like. Run, let Mitch navigate around a ball screen. Mm-hmm. They didn't try that very often. Um, in the second half, they tried a couple to, to run some plays for him. They have that. They have that one play um, where where he comes like right up the middle of the floor, and they set. A, they try to screen his man, but Mitch, Michigan switched it really well. I thought they ran an out of bounds play for Mitch too in the second half, and it didn't work. Like Michigan did a good job of switching when it needed to on screens mm-hmm. against Mitch. Uh, they face guarded him. Uh, different defenders too. Different defenders. Livers, yeah. Simpson,
0: Brooks. I thought they all did a really good yeah. job of doing the same thing with a different body, which is right. which wears out the offensive player because
1: you're putting a fresh defender on him and doing the same things to right. him. Um, but I mean, a lot of, like a lot of Creighton's offense, I felt like in the second half was centered around the ball screen, and whoever had the ball in their hands like had to make a play. And there was nobody to pass to. Right. It was just a one-on-one game. That's what it seemed like. It happened more times than not. Um, and it'll be curious to talk to the coaches and see what they see on film as far as
0: what that, what that, what that ball handler, like you said, could have done to attract more attention yeah. and open up something for other people. Because I, because I totally agree that the the difference was, and since the m- difference was Mich- Michigan made
1: players. Play one on two, one on three, yeah. and try to beat him that way. And like, Mitch didn't have the ball in his hands very much in the right. second half, so he just didn't get many opportunities to shoot. He got it in his hands like at the end of the shot clock. I remember times. that one. Yeah. Like that was tough.
0: It was a tough one because he almost should have pulled that three because when he ended up pump faking and driving, he had yeah, to fade yeah, away to over Teske. That was actually I th- I think on I that actually th- he got fouled too because but it was yeah. so awkward at that point. I, I think on shit. that
1: possession, actually, Mitch had a uh, a better look that he turned down. Okay, but. but uh... Um, yeah, he had a kick out. There was a kick out three off an offensive rebound that he got. He missed. Mm. I, that was a. Uh, I remember it being a semi big moment in the second half that could have cut the lead to like five or six or something like that. Uh, but he That's that. part of
0: that's part of the thing for Mitch too. Is as as he's getting older, he's going to be m- more of a focus on the scouting report. Teams are going to take away. Or, if you give up, what. For Mitch, it, good ones are great ones. If he has space on a catch, it has to go up. Because I think a defense, if you give a defense more time to settle in and guard you, they're going to take it away. As, and and the shot clock's going to work against <clears throat> you as an extra defender if yeah. you're going to rush something. And I think that's what he might be learning this year. Because, like you said, on that, if he gets a catch and he's, his feet are set and he's and he's got space, that's a good shot for that offense. Right.
1: Because of the way he shoots it well so and they were talking a lot on the broadcast about like Mitch Ballack not getting many opportunities but I think Creighton's okay to a certain extent obviously they want him to they want more shot attempts for him but if there's a defender who is glued to Mitch on the mm-hmm. in the corner or in the wing then it's, it gives you more room to operate I mean Creighton had so many opportunities <clears throat> yeah with, in, the, in the second half it didn't seem like he took any bad shots he didn't have the shot
0: clock ones. But that's when he has to get up. Yeah, yeah. It. But, I mean, uh, it just felt like the defense took away everything he wanted. Yeah. Which was which was good on his part that he was able to play the game and not force things. Yeah. But at the same time, when that's that just makes it more paramount to just be more aggressive when you get them. Because your window is going to be tighter. Yeah. So you have to make sure you get through it when you get an opportunity. Um. What did you think about Marcus Zagorowski? What did you think about his performance? He had a pretty solid night. 18, well, I mean, 18. points, 6, I 3 assists, no turnovers.
1: Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, I guarantee what he'll be upset with is the three pointers that he missed on those ball screens. Yeah. 'Cause he was open. And, and he was upset in the moment when he missed him. So i mean, <laughs> guarantee he's not he's losing sleep for those. I he hit he hit more mid range jumpers than anybody. I yes. think he hit three. He was the one
0: who, who I think he's best suited to play the way Michigan wanted them to play. Yeah. Like that played into it. I thought and I thought Creighton recognized that towards the end of the you know, that was the later part of the second half. Like, look, Marcus is our best guy at probing and getting to a spot and knocking out either a mid range jumper or
1: Going yeah, to the did. rim was
0: going yeah. to the rim with some fearlessness and finding
1: somebody yeah. like he's the best at that. So that's why I think they put the ball in his hands in that situation right. more. Uh, but I, but yeah, but he didn't. It's not like he was three for three in mid ranges. I think he missed one or maybe missed a floater or something. I can't remember. He hit the then, floater. He missed a pull up. Yeah. jumper. The floater was nice. Oh yeah, that's I right. thought he left but, it short, but, but that wasn't off a of ball screen. That floater he hit. He was just attacking so, a bad up okay. Yeah, um, <coughs> I see what you're saying, but. I I know he's just gonna be upset about those three. I mean, like I know. you know, he 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 uh, he had a, a window to pull the trigger and wasn't able to do it. So, mm-hmm. but otherwise, no, he's good, man. Yeah, it's crazy to think he's just a sophomore because I kind of like loop him in with. Ty- I think he, essentially, he did. has three years left because like right. this is the start of his second. Year, yeah, so, yeah. But I loop him in sometimes with Tyshawn and Mitch, and I'm like. You know, I hold him to the same standards almost. Or like, he has his impact is, is as as significant as those two, but you know, he's a year younger, obviously. So the same growing pains that they went through last year, which we saw, uh, oh, play out through the course of the year. Like, he's gonna have to deal with that, and yep. he didn't even play this summer. So like, there's rust and and maybe even game shape. I wonder how he, he felt. hasn't had
0: an off season yet. It's okay. crazy how good he is without having an
1: off season. But I yet. wonder how he felt, just like in terms of. Uh, the minutes because he he sat maybe two minutes in the first half, he played the whole second half, and I wonder how much that wore on him too. I don't know because like again, <clears throat> these guys are in good shape. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't he did he just getting back in into like the full routine of basketball. Right. And uh and so I don't know. I, I wondered if that had something to do with it. Thirty eight minutes is a lot when you're trying to defend Xavier Simpson, or whoever he was assigned to, and, get and the then also get, get the pace going. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Every time. Um, I'm trying to think what other topics we should talk
0: touch on. Um, we assess Calvin Jones, Christian Bishop, how they played. Yeah, we can. I thought Danny. they were. I mean, and Damian Jefferson, too. I didn't think he was going to play 27 minutes. I know. So, I thought that's a good I thought, I thought all three of them were really active on the backboards, which is what they needed to be. That's kind of who they that's that was their objective in the, in that game last night. Um I thought they were. I thought I mean Kelvin came in in the first play and I think he hit three offensive three, rebounds yeah. and finally got a put back, but um I mean they well, just, they need to be battlers because they're going to give something up cuz they're all kind of I mean Damian's limited from a size standpoint. And a health standpoint. Christian's limited from a size standpoint and a physicality standpoint. And Kelvin's limited from a feel and yeah. feel standpoint um, offensively. Yeah. So, like, they're all kind of giving something up. There's not really a a complete product there. But they all can be effective if they if the effort is there, and I think it was last night, those three I thought were pretty were
1: pretty good for what they were being asked to no, do. No, I agree, but there is also a lot of room for growth. Like I thought, Christian was a little bit hesitant. He finally got. He, a, he had yeah, a few times where he would dribble in and kind
0: of just go back to the basket and look for
1: an outlet. He right finally right. had a jump hook. He got over Teske yeah. later in the game, and I was like, man, I think if he would have hit that in the first half, he tried something and got blocked. He took one, one on one and Teske got blocked, and I think that like. Sapped him of some of his confidence, but then he hit that jump hook in the second. I wonder if he would have hit that in the first half if it would have been a little bit different from an aggressiveness standpoint because he had a lot of room to operate um, at times too. Christian did. Um, Kelvin brought a lot of energy it, that he got those offensive boards and maybe either rushed it at times or was too hesitant at times. You know, like um, I think what do you have seven of them?
0: Yeah, something so. like that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately for him, two of them. Resulted in turnovers because he got stripped because he was just holding it. Mm-hmm. Although he got fouled on, on well, the, one the, of them, the one, clearly. In, the
0: one in the second half, uh, you know, he, he brings it down and he's right there for to go back up and he, he's looking for a guard. Yeah, right. That's that's that's, what, that's, that's that feels that you just got to go back up. With yeah, it, exactly. You know I, mean? I think
1: he did that a couple of times, but then there was times when he on his putbacks because I think he missed a couple putbacks, right, where. He probably went too fast. You know? It's just yeah. like, hey, hold on a second. Just give yourself a second to gather. Right. Uh, you don't have to bring the ball down. You just, like, pause for a second yeah. and then put it back in. You had some time. But, yeah, so there's a feel thing, I think. DJ, uh, this was a – it didn't result in anything, but I thought it was a good moment when you talk about hustle and what they got to bring where DJ had um, – he, he there was a pass on the perimeter where he dove and knocked it out of bounds. And I, I heard the coaching staff on the – on the TV broadcast, like, yelling, and, uh, you know, those attaboys or whatever. And I was thinking, like, that that's a good sign that he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that he was able to – he missed a couple layups, but he was willing to get in, the, in there in the teeth of the defense and try to attack a little bit. Um, that's a good sign. But he's still not 100%. I think you no. can see that. Even when he, like, jogs at times, you can see him limping a little bit. Yeah, um, So – but twenty seven minutes—that that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised at all that Creighton? In it, they did have DJ, but they only went with seven guys. Yeah, I don't know. I think I—I I honestly think,
0: I honestly think they just they stuck with that rotation because of how good it was in the first half, and they figured this is our best way to win right here is with these guys because yeah. they're the ones that are in rhythm, playing well. Um, I actually thought because of the way Xavier Simpson was. 'Cause how good he was, I thought actually Sharif was gonna get less minutes in the second half because he just I think he did. I know, yeah. that's what I mean. But yeah. I felt like he was gonna be phased out of that and as the game wore on into like the okay, these are the moments that are gonna win us or lose us this ballgame, it was gonna be on the three horses and then the rotation of um Damian Christian Kelvin. Yeah. At that point. So They didn't try two bigs. No. I thought they were going to, but yeah, they didn't. so did I. But Michigan, didn't, they, they, Michigan didn't. How many, times did, they, too big how many or, times
1: did they go zone two? Because I felt Michigan, like Michigan Creighton, tried zone twice, and it resulted in yeah, five yeah, points. Yeah, Michigan <laughs> tried zone. Uh, Cray, but Creighton went to the one
0: three one, and well, they got uh, they I gave up. They,
1: they got a miss shot, but they gave up the offensive, offensive board on was, that big scramble, scramble
0: play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when all like I think I don't know if you if you put that out because
1: but uh, yeah I tweeted that because to me it was the it was the moment when in my mind I was like oh. It's kind of flipped a little bit in terms of like Creighton's. Did not feel like that was like the end
0: of Creighton's winning all those fifty fifty balls? Yeah. Like Michigan was like not nah anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because right. like Creighton, I mean, Damien and Christian both had two hands on that thing. Yes, Damien in the air, Christian on the ground, and Michigan still came not open yeah. that thing and got a got dunk out of it. So yeah, and that was, was big. There was so I thought the one three one could have been pretty effective, especially against a guy like Simpson who is tries to piece you up by getting guys out of position and then finding holes, yeah. like with a 1-3-1 one, one, and everybody's knowing where their spots are already. That
1: doesn't happen as easily. But um, they did give up an in-rhythm jumper to delivers. I mean, that was... Out not, of the 1-3-1? One, one? Yeah, I think that's who shot it. I thought that's who shot it. It was a three-point okay. shot by somebody.
0: I don't know. Was it? I thought there was a good contest on that.
1: Maybe oh, maybe, it, maybe ran, 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 okay. ran.
0: But I felt like that play, that, that defense was effective and not using two bigs. I thought we had seen more two bigs, but... Especially as foul trouble
1: wasn't an issue. Yeah, right? but Michigan didn't use two bigs. So they did a little bit. There were a couple yeah. of times they did, but but, like, but
0: but but i mean when I say too bigs for Creighton, it's not too bigs. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? It's, it's turning like, it's turning Christian into what he is <laughs> yeah, and but it's, it's like Christian. when I say too bigs I mean Creighton going traditional line <laughs> yeah. so Sorry, that's for, what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, I, like I, six
1: seven bishop guarding the six seven livers. Right, yeah. exactly
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like or a John's, like yeah, that's right. that's probably what I'm
1: talking about. I yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not like Creighton is a sacrifice or anything like that. They're just matching up better. Right. So that was what I was curious that I didn't see about, it. but uh, I still felt like when I'm when I'm watching, I'm like this this thing still isn't gone yet. Like I don't think I don't think Michigan ever pulled away. I think they made a run and stayed there. Yeah, and just was basically like stiff armed crazy. Yeah, just like, it like no, you're not, you're not are not getting yeah. to us right now. You can swing all you want, but it's not happening. Like they just kept them at that distance the yeah. whole the whole game. Did they get double digits? I, I turned it off before the fouling started. Was it, did it ever get to 12 mm-hmm. or 10 or anything? I mean, it got to 10 for the final, but...
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh... I, 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 cause I think it got to 12 because Jet hit a jumper at the end to pull back to 10. Okay. But it, not when... It was never a double digits until the very end, yeah. until the final minute. It kind of
0: felt like it was always in that 8 to...
1: Like 6, 7, seven 8. eight. eight yeah. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, if Creighton can just put two together here, it's it's... It's gonna be a, That's a who can who can make it happen. Play, type
1: of play. Trying to see when Creighton kind of made. Oh, Creighton kind of made its run. Offensively, they got like. Looks like they scored on four or five possessions. It was 64-57, and um, they they scored on four or five possessions, but they only what they only cut two points off a lead oh, during okay, that stretch because yeah. Teske got two and ones in there. Mm-hmm. But. I um. One and one where he bludgeoned <laughs> Yeah landed a nice elbow on the right yeah. right eye or left eye. Yeah. They didn't really know what to do with Tesky. They just were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's big and he's, not Creighton the rest. No, yeah, he's very big. I don't know if Creighton. Christian really didn't start
0: bleeding him. until like, uh, like a plate no, later. That was weird. So he must have just like softened it up and then something else cut it because yeah. like,
1: like he made an assist. A blood assist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: I wonder yeah. Uh, and he walked out of there looking like he was in a fight. Yeah. That's like where you get, like, you know, where you're throwing hands out right. there. <laughs> Looks like Nate Diaz. Ash, um, oh, we have to questions. I can't stop this, but you can probably check on your... I threw us both in the mentions, so... Oh, okay.
1: If we have any questions from folks, we can start tackling those. Let's see here. Doing some things. Mentions. <laughs> Thanks for the play-by-play. On. Oh, is that, is that all right? Mm-hmm. Is, am I, am I, am I didn't know you were right? going to,
0: but I realized halfway through what you were talking about. I was like, oh, he's just, I'm just
1: narrating his yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. Let's see. We've got a what's your non-conference prediction, final Big East standings prediction. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot. I, th- I think we said, I, th- I think I said fourth.
0: In I thought I, yeah, I
1: think I said eleven and two,
0: twelve and six. Is that yeah, yeah?
1: And I think I said ten and three in non-con. Okay, and then so the same 11 and in neighborhood. Yeah,
0: yeah. I said eleven and two, twelve and six. Third place, Big East is what okay. I said, and it's the way
1: tournament. To you want to revise based um, on what you've seen in the Big East? Yeah, mean I either. Mean, it's just they're, been a week. They're all banged up right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not That's making right. big picture determinations without
0: Denzel and. The, and Davion and things like that.
1: Another question. That was from Brian. Another question from Brian is, can Creighton continue to out-rebound other teams um, even with its big man you know, deficiencies
0: issues? Um, I think, I mean, Creighton might have good rebounders. I mean, Tyshawn grabbed eight last night. I think Christian's a good rebounder. He goes up with two hands a lot. I think Kelvin's a good rebounder. I think Mitch is really crafty with the way he keeps the ball alive. If he when he crashes,
1: um, I mean, McDermott said they think, they use they have good technique and they like. Um, I thought they boxed they were, out really well. Yeah.
0: I, I I don't know if they're gonna be like you know a Michigan State or North Carolina level rebounding team. <laughs> But I think they can be a good rebounding team, and I think they have been from a defensive standpoint in the last few years. So I think that would continue as they as these guys get older. So yeah, yeah. If they get healthier, I think Denzel, Damian, um, you know, if Damian gets healthy, I,
1: yeah, I think they could be
0: uh, continued out rebound
1: teams. I, I certainly battle on the glass. I mean, technique and effort. Sure you're huge in that, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, sure yeah, you yeah. want to have like some natural ability to go up and get the ball. Yeah. But to me like technique and effort are are um are the most important thing. I so the 2017-2018 team. Martin Kronkel got hurt. He's a good rebounder obviously, but yeah. he got hurt in that mix um so Their the took a big hit after that. It it did. Uh, but it was I think but was, at the I think time, it was the Thompson- So they ended um Looks like they were twenty ninth in the country in defensive rebounding, and then, okay. um, to me, like I don't remember. I wish I would remember what they, what they were before he went down. And to me, like yeah, Martinez a good rebounder, but that bit team really didn't have any business being a great defensive rebounding team where they didn't allow anybody to get offensive boards. Now they were a good offensive rebounding team, Mm-mm. but um, it was about like their attention to detail and kind of willingness to do it and i think this team has that i think they understand how important it's going to be to rebound and you know they uh like you said kelvin seems to have a a knack for it especially on the offensive end and dj can do it too and christian as well so i think it's i think it's possible but I will be curious to see. I mean, if you do it against Michigan, why can't you do it against anybody else, right? Yeah, right. I mean, right. Yeah, from cause... a physical makeup, that's is that's a biggie. That's a biggie style team. Like mm-hmm. they have the makeup of a team that you are going to see regularly in the league. So why not? Mm-hmm. Maybe not get eighteen offensive boards a night, or out rebound them when they're out rebounded by eleven. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it's doable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve asked, what adjustments did the Jays fail to make compared to the the adjustments that Michigan made in the second half? And why did the Jays seem lazy and seem to not have any fight in the second half? Oh, damn. That was a hard ending. Uh, (laughs) Well, we kind of addressed that a little bit. Yeah, I I, I think think lazy and not fighting was just... Coach McDermott said after the game that he thought they ran out of gas. I I agree with that. But I don't think that... I didn't think that they looked tired. I just think that they didn't look as um, if they were going at a hundred miles an hour in the first half. They were at eighty miles an hour in the second. You know, like there was a dip. It wasn't. Sure. It wasn't that I didn't think they weren't giving effort in the second half. And I wonder if I talked to Coach McDermott if he would agree that what they put on display in the first half they just couldn't match it in the second. Mm. And for this team to be successful, like they have to be the team that out hustles and pushes yeah. pace Because and- a lot of what they did
0: defensively in the first half was just scrappiness. Yeah. And anticipation. It wasn't necessarily like a lockdown frustrate Michigan mentality. It was like a we're gonna jump a passing lane here. We're gonna we're gonna dip down and block a shot here. Like we're gonna chase uh we're gonna crash the glass and secure around that. Like it was it was effort plays in the moment. Like here's what this play requires. It wasn't Necessarily, like, a, all right, we've got this scouting report locked down. We know who, we know who's who, and what where where we need to put them. Right. Um, so yeah, like, and, and the, I felt like the offense dictated the show in the first half, whereas the defense was just making scrappy plays to generate that even further that energy even further. And they were, it just so where like where, they were where, that was, where that wasn't was in, the, yeah. in the second half was Michigan via Xavier Simpson was dictating the game. Where it was contested, where it was played, and he was getting to wherever he wanted on the floor and controlling the game from that aspect. So Creighton's defense from a playmaking standpoint, you're at you're chasing this dude all over the floor. You're at his mercy at this point. Right. So and so offensively is their only counterpunch at that point, and we've talked about the things that Michigan did to put Creighton in spots where they think they're getting something good, but it's really what Michigan wants them to do. So. Um, the one adjustment I think, like we, I think we just talked about, it was not going um, to a more traditional lineup, putting Christian at the four and seeing what Kelvin. Yeah. Once you, I, like again, the emphasis. I understand why they aren't starting that way because they want to. What if one of those guys is in foul trouble? That other yeah, one is over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I think once they, once the game was settling into a point where you could kind of get a feel for how it was being officiated, and neither of those guys were in foul trouble, I thought an adjustment at that point can be. Is that... What I, no? Okay. An adjustment at that point can be... Um, Christian at the four, Kelvin at the five, and see what that looks like. If,
1: you know? Yeah. If, but, that, if that might have helped them. Right. Because they needed... Because they, they needed, needed something stops. at the... Yeah, they needed they, something right. other than a mid-range... Well, I was going to say, and, they needed something... That, they needed to get some stops on defense so they could get the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the transition game going, yeah. but then they and also, they have worked they on also need the, to do they have worked
0: different. on those lineups. They yeah. it's not you know they have put Christian and Kelly on the floor at the same time in practice and see what it looks like. So they've gotten looks at it. They put it on film. Um, maybe there's something that they're that they've seen in practice that they just aren't feeling great about it yet. To to throw it out there in a game situation, especially when it's being decided, um, you might not have a lot of confidence in that as a staff at this point because right. the, the game was still in contention at the point where it comes to. Try that. You know what I'm saying? And if it backfires on you, you're not catching up at that point. So I think they just kinda stuck with what worked in the first half and thought if we are maybe, maybe we make another one of those late put half pushes and we're in control of this thing like they did in yeah. the first half.
1: And I think yeah. that was the gamble that Creighton made was that they well, were gonna make that push again. I think they were really um, encouraged by they they ended the half on an eighteen to seven run yeah. in the final seven minutes of it. Uh, part of that was Seem like Michigan, and Michigan wore down, yeah. Right? Like so Michigan maybe, maybe war, in your mind you're right. thinking your pace can wear Michigan out, yeah. Right, maybe that was part of it. Maybe just like the way that they were attacking, Creighton was like, "Why don't we just keep replicating that and keep doing it?" I think the difference was that Michigan after halftime, they 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 were, I don't know, motivated to. Play a little bit harder. I don't know, like, Xavier Simpson was on another level, you know? Like they. I did
0: hear – I did hear – I saw one interview from Isaiah Livers where it sounded like halftime was a pretty, like, a like a the, pretty sound come to the Jesus. One thing like, stop giving up offensive rebounds. Yeah. Stop chalking it up to, like, luck and the bounce of the ball and go make something happen. Like, I think they
1: were kind of – they got after each other a little bit. It, I think it showed in their energy it, level. Yeah, it did. And you got to remember, like, this team – it's a new coach, but like, and he'll rebrand it and change the culture the way he wants to down the road. But a lot of these guys are beelines guys, and that what Michigan was over the last two years, couple of years, last few seasons is what they were born into. Yeah, and that was a really hard nosed team that, at the last two years, won with its defense and its toughness, and they, to me. What I saw was like a group that, even though it's a different coach, like they look like a beeline team in the second half. Is mm-hmm. what I felt, and uh, and that I think that's just a credit to the players for stepping up. I mean, they Michigan lost its top three scores from last year, but they have really good. These guys are good, man. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's a good team. I like, mean, Livers is a
0: sub a plus forty percent three punch shooter for his career. So yeah, at this point, it's all about increasing the sample size, and he looked like a. Elite score like a, a, an all-conference-ish
1: Big Ten scorer yeah. last night. So. I am kind of curious to see how they evolve as the season goes on, but... Um, it's tough yeah. to get a feel for anybody right now. I mean, we've talked about it before,
0: like, and and you as a former AP voter? Yeah, nobody? right, I'm not doing it this year. Um, no, this year. It's hard to get a feel for what's what right now. I mean, Kentucky beats Michigan State, but then they go and lose to Evansville. So it's like, <laughs> so how overrated is Michigan State or how good is Evansville or how overrated is, like... Or is it just one game? Or is just... Yeah, like, Shots just not fall. Yeah, you know, like, you so it's, like, right. it's tough to, like, when, you, when you're when you only two games, three games in, to look at these samples and go, dang. Because, like, St. John's is another good example. St. John's looked incredible their first two games, and I was like, wow, this team is massively underrated. I know they're, they've got deficiencies, but... And then New Hampshire goes in and, nearly they beat them last night yeah. in a game that should have favored them again. Like, you know, Georgetown... Lays an egg their first game, but everybody still thinks they've got a lot of talent and a lot of ability and a high ceiling. So it's just tough to, it's tough to read. Now you need a larger sample size to kind of get a grasp on who is who, and especially with, if you know, going back to Creighton, with the injuries they're going through right now to key rotation players, um, it, I shouldn't say injuries. Davion injury, Damian working his way back, and Denzel not being eligible until December um there's there's pieces of the puzzle that aren't in place yet that are going to tell you what this team really is about when it's January, February, March. So right. I think that's that's like what's stopping um me from like making any big picture judgments based on last night is because the whole picture isn't even in place yet to see what it looks like. So I think when people are asking, you know, what does this look like going forward for predictions and things like that? It's like, well, to base it off of last night and say, well, they lost this game in this manner, so do I change my prediction at all? Do I have a different mindset on what they can be? I don't know yet because there's pieces missing, key pieces missing, yeah, that are going to be back. It would be different if it's just Epperson because we can kind of phase him out as probably not going to be a part of this year's team. But with the other guys... They're going to have a say in this thing, so...
1: Well, and I think there is, though, a concern from a big-picture standpoint. Um, I'm not going to... like. I, I think we got a couple questions about, like, where is Creighton in year 10 of Coach McDermott? I'm like, I, I can't really... That's a popular one. It's, I can't... <sighs> it's hard to... I mean, if you want to have a big-picture discussion about that, That's we a can, really, really big picture. We That's, can, but, like... Not in the context of this game. No. I mean, and it's hard to have that discussion without also seeing what happens this year and next because what everything that Coach McDermott has built or what he has designed and the route that he's gone with this program, they switched conferences and decided to go all in on this up tempo, free free-flow, flowing style offensively and spread the court with shooters. Like it has sort of led to this moment. Yeah. So, these have been sown last year and this
0: year to, to now or, uh, yeah to, to see what it grows into for the right. next two years so now, it's yeah, like, that's like totally the, the
1: core of the team that is here right now will be back next year yeah and so like, that's what he's been building to so does it work can he can, does it work with McDermott can he be the the guy that takes the program to the next level like we'll learn a lot this year and next mm-hmm. about that totally agree um, but I will say that and this was pointed out by a few people who were frustrated they were like You know, last year Creighton blew a lot of second half leads. Um, I think, I think the record the Jays were seventeen and six last year, or seventeen and five last year, in games where they led at halftime. So they have five losses where they lost leads at halftime, Mm -hmm. and then this is number six with this group. So is that a trait that is part of this group, or is you know, is, is, know is 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 it a bad sign? Um, you know, like that. I, I don't know I, if I would
0: take it. I would know if I, I don't know if a Creighton ever was in control of it to the point where it's a blown second half lead. If you know. Of this game, yeah, I just, yeah. I felt like it was, but, a, you, but I, I think like it was a seesaw battle the whole time. No doubt, but and
1: Michigan grabbed control of it. But you know, at, Creighton did have a lead at halftime. You know, like they're true. There's no way yeah. to like. It's hard to kind of. I hear you. Uh, if you're trying to like look at stats, it's hard to. Quantify sort of, what yeah, it, quantify what, how yeah. to because because I you know Michigan. I'm pretty sure Creighton didn't have a lead at Villanova last year, right? At halftime, but Creighton had control of the game at the end, or at least had a chance to. That's what steal I. Would, a that's
0: win. what I would hearken back to more is because they had opportunities. They had they had opportunities in four or five games last year with leads, not have not second not halftime leads, not second half leads, but late leads. Yeah, that they did not finish. Right. That's what I would. I would look at that more as like. When you're watching this team this year, how many of those losses happen this year? Because then you're like, okay, that might be a, that might be a, who they are type of team. Mm. But, if able to learn, but we've seen teams make jumps from that, like Maurice Watson's junior year. That team lost a lot of close games, in the same manner that you saw last year, where it's like they've got a chance to seize this thing. I mean, they. <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember when did you start covering the team. Twenty was sixteen, seventeen. It was, was Watson's senior year. Okay, yeah. So 16, Maurice Watson's junior year, they had a like a they were they had Georgetown done.
1: I do remember that
0: game. That one was a hard one to like. I only listened to it on the radio and then had to go back and watch it. Like, but listening to it on the radio, it just sounded like it sounded like Creighton didn't even have like five players on the floor. <laughs> there was so much bad happening in successive plays. So like that, that to me is like a collapse, a blown lead, that type of thing. So they lost games like that in Maurice's junior year, and. One games in his senior year like that with Kyrie and Marcus mm-hmm. and Justin like the Wisconsin game one. won. Um, I want to say N Z. Who which which game did they Ole have? Miss Ole Miss, yeah. Ole Miss they were won. really like, good
1: down the stretch in that game. Yeah, they so, lucked into a win against Oral Roberts. I don't think they did anything to win that game, right, but they got right. it. <laughs>
0: But, but I mean but when you're when you're when you're
1: they but, beat but Xavier. But results are what people react yeah, to, right? right. It's, it's they, not they, they beat Xavier close, even though Mo was out. Yeah, and then they lost to Nova at home. That game yeah. was tied by like three but, minutes left. They beat left. Butler in a
0: game like that yeah. on the road without
1: Maurice. But so, there were other games that close games they lost that year too. I think they were like I can't remember what it is, but, but they were
0: better in close games. That I'm just saying, like a yeah. team has an opportunity to learn from that and be better in those situations. And like we've noted multiple times at, so far is. Creighton has spent a lot of time on end game situations in practice and trying to simulate the randomness of finishing up a segment of time, and so they they're they're hopeful that they are better in those situations. We'll find out. Yeah, but I don't know if last an example of
1: well that. The, they weren't in control of that. Game the one thing. thing that I will say though is that um, it, less about like making adjustments. Maybe maybe adjustments are part of it. Maybe it's just a mentality thing. But like Creighton. At times, has a hard time flipping the momentum back when it starts teetering, and this is not against like the teams that when it gets into not like, the teams that it's better than when the
0: finish line is in sight and
1: someone. I'm talking about yeah. like the teams that are at equal talent level or better. Okay. Of like how how do you get control of the like take back control of the game? They did it. Remember the home game against Providence where they totally lost it. They didn't game go to overtime. They lo- they blew a huge lead mm-hmm. late, mm-hmm. went to overtime. They got it back in that game. That was part of their
0: big run at the end of the yeah. season, right? Yeah. They
1: didn't do that a lot, though, I feel like, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Now, part of it, some of that happened right at the very end of the game, so there was really no opportunity to flip it back because it was over. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they made a run. They and blew a 15-point yeah. lead,
0: and it ended up in overtime. And they're
1: like, okay. But that, yeah. that game, they had an opportunity to, to switch it back. You know, I think it like, maybe uh, – Villanova, um, maybe even Gonzaga. That's hard to say Gonzaga because Gonzaga is really good. But like one, when the uh, game the started, Xavier on the
0: road was one they took control of and then lost it again. Like, yeah, you know what, that's what I mean. True. So that's uh, yeah, that's those. There are certain.
1: So, but in the Michigan game on Tuesday, like they needed like three stops in a row and two buckets in a row, and just they needed to turn the game back to to their favor, put Michigan on its heel, heels, and they weren't able to do it. And... Mm-hmm. Like some of that's X's and O's and but some of it might just be like toughening up and sort of like gritting your teeth and finding a way. And yep. yeah, again, like they're shorthanded. Um they they were on the road against a, a team that has three veteran playmakers that's been yeah. through the wars before. But they weren't using those excuses last night. They went in expecting to win that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and, like- and but so and that's and that's it's something that they're gonna expect they uh, they're gonna have to do it. Yeah. In the Big East. Mm-hmm. Um Later in the season, they like they've got some. Games Especially this up. year because it looks like I don't. We've
0: we both said we're not sure the Big East has, you know, an elite or a couple of elite teams, but I think the league is just tougher. It's going to be tougher to win game. What DePaul did at Iowa, yeah. I don't even. I mean, that team looks like a hard out,
1: you know no doubt. I mean? And I, think I
0: and it. I'm I'm i I've said it multiple times. I think St. John's is going to be a tougher out than people think. Yeah. So like there, I don't know if there's a. Roll the ball out and whip them team in this
1: league. No, this there's year. not. It doesn't appear so. Yeah. Um, if DePaul's the worst team and they're beating Iowa by a 20, I like, mean, that uh, game on, was not on even the road, competitive. Yeah. Like that's... Uh, It doesn't, yeah. It, it appears like it's a league full of a bunch of like six to 11 seeds in the NCAA tournament, totally, honestly. Totally like agree. any of these teams can yeah. make a run and get into the NCAA tournament, it seems like. And mm-hmm. Based on one week, obviously, we don't, there's still so much to learn. But yeah, like. Crane's going to have to win some close games, and they're going to have to do some things where they are, you know, kind of. They're going to have to get comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They have to find their way out of it. Yeah. Agreed.
0: All right. Well, this is good. Um, thanks for your questions. Thanks for your comments. Uh, thanks for listening. And we will be back at you Saturday, right? Is it by Louisiana Tech?
1: Saturday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana okay. Tech. So we'll be back at you Saturday. Um, it seems like it will be a fun game. Louisiana Tech like yeah. likes to push tempo, so no, I
0: don't expect like a you know a thirty point bounce back win like this is going to no fun. no this is going to be, be a tough. It's going to be a
1: battle for sure, yeah. But Creighton should feel comfortable in it because Louisiana Tech likes to push. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody.